I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains The birds sang too and they said This is a day to celebrate the savor, the fruit you favor So I said okay then Ooh, hello, hello and welcome back to P.S. We Have No Plan I'm Peyton Smith And I'm Emma McManus, enjoying a Cosmo Woo! Um, the troubleshooter slash bartender slash husband Jeff Coleman. <laughs> oh, how amazing is that? I just had the um Haley Bieber smoothie from Erwan. Okay. Very LA of me, but it was actually very good. I, t- tell me about that. I've been seeing so many posts about it. So I follow Nat Skinny but not fat. Do you like her? You no, I have I haven't seen her. Oh, I'll send you her profile. She's she's great, but she's oh all gosh. about pop culture and she has talked about the Haley Bieber smoothie. <sighs> What is what's like, okay. I don't know. Apparently there's, um, also I just did my skincare and I'm looking at myself and that's why I'm all red and puffy, but just ignore me. Um, I haven't, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. (laughs) Haley Bieber smoothie is, um, it was tied to her launch of road skincare. So it was actually really smart from a campaign standpoint, of course, me going into a brand analysis, but it was really smart because she launched this whole product and Erewhon is a very bougie marketplace in LA and it might be other places as well. The smoothie itself is like a strawberry. It's it's a glazed donut because her whole kind of spiel is that she has this skincare that makes you glow like a glazed donut. And that's her whole kind of slogan and, and mantra. So it's actually really good, but it's weird ingredients. It's kind of like hyaluronic acid is apparently in there, which I'm like, it's not good for you to consume. I don't know. But it's, I mean, I have that in my toner. <laughs> Me and, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I honestly just weird. taste good. That's really what matters. Yeah. Yeah. Matters. I am. Um, I'm sorry. I just burped. I had to, I just ate my, <laughs> I don't know what I'm even saying right now. Um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Were you going to say breakfast? I'm like, girl, it's like 6 PM where you are. Is it? No. Oh. I ate an early dinner because I was oh. starting to get hungry. I'm like, but if I wait till after we pod, I'm gonna snack on everything and totally. But then I started drinking my Cosmo and it gave me a stuffy nose. But here we are and we've we've made it. Here but we are. Here we are. And what I was going to say was I don't know why, but I don't like the imagery of saying my face looks like a glazed donut. I know. I get that. I really do. I, I was kind of it's not kind about of, that either, but yeah, it, it grosses me out, but I do like the idea of being very hydrated. So same. Absolutely. Same. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel when I'm doing my skincare. Oh, woof, woof, woof. how have you yeah. been? What's been up this last week? God, I had a whole thing to tell you and now I have no idea what I'm going to tell you, but just about 10 minutes ago, Jeff thought going meeting me at Publix was a acceptable date, and I said, "What?" <laughs> and I said, "What?" Excuse me. <laughs> I had to like take him to go get his car at the bus lot. I was like, "Okay, we're out of Celsius, so I'm gonna go to Publix. I'll see you at home." Then I'm checking out at Publix. My phone rings. It's Jeff. He says, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm checking out. I'll see you in just a minute." He goes, "I see you." Okay, where are you? <laughs> so I look to my left and there he is. It's like, oh, that's great. But I mean, if I if you told me you were coming, you could have just like got the Celsius. We both don't need to be here. Just totally. Let's, let's walk around a little bit. See what we got. I'm like, no, I'm no. sorry. No, I hate shopping with you. Yeah. You're a stressful shopper. 
and I, I partook for about five minutes, but I was about to pee my pants. I had to go and I left and I think I hurt his feelings, but well, you know what? I understand that there are moments where I'm like, I don't need to be around people right now. I just want to go get shit done and get out and shopping. Grocery shopping is one of my things. So I, I completely get that. Yeah. And that does not constitute a date. That's not a date. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a date. I'm not, I'm trying to be thankful for everything, but also I'm not setting my expectations that low. Yeah. No. Sorry. Let's go to nope. the fucking park. Yeah. Like I ask standard. every damn day. Oh, you're such an earth girl. I'm obsessed. I yeah, love that you love parks. No. Literally right before this, I said, after Peyton and I are done, are we going to go on? A, do you want to go on a walk in the park? He yeah. goes, oh, I think I'm past that. I'm like, oh. Past what? We <laughs> passed even, it. You didn't even start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, meanwhile, Luke is in the background napping. So I think they're kind of on the same level of like, this is, yeah, it's time <laughs> for relaxed time. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. But I mean, I'm, I'm not interesting right now. Are you? Um, not really. I mean, I did just get back from a week in New York and that was sort of fun. Um, it was a work trip though, which I've explained to you before when I go for the corporate lifestyle is very much like get in at eight, get your shit done. Like can't wait for that sip of alcohol afterwards. And then like everyone like goes and blacks out and like drinks a shit ton throughout the night. It's just this intense life Monday through Friday too. And I'm like, obviously I'm exaggerating. I'm a hyperbolic speaker. I think we all know this, but I'm, I'm dramatic for effect, but it is but still we're entertainers like, now. So yeah, you have to, be, we're yeah, entertainer. Absolutely. We're storytellers. So, <laughs> um, Adjectives, please. truly like it's not my journey. I'm like, I need to get out of this corporate environment, not because of this specific office that I'm in. I just think it's like the environment itself is the hierarchy, the like drama it's like the happy hours afterwards like these little this even the fun things aren't fun to me it's just chaotic but but I'm trying to see the light in it and I found a better spot to stay in New York I'm I stayed in Chelsea this time um and it was so much nicer than staying in Midtown or around Times Square with offices so okay. that was better I got to see friends every single night um so there were perks, but I just, I just, I'm like, you don't need to have work be every hour. No, no. And it is their whole right. identity. It is their whole humor. It is their whole like yeah. goal, right? It's like to yeah. meet the leaders and to meet the, like how to schmooze the bosses. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care to do that. No, not at all. I don't know. I'm in the same. It's, it's so wild because, you know, when we first met through uh, during COVID. So I guess that was 2020. Yeah. Like two years ago. Yeah. That is wild. I think we immediately felt like we had commonalities, but as we've started this and just talked more and more and more, we couldn't be more on the same playing field or plane of life of what we totally, because that was my biggest struggle as well. Like finding identity outside of work because yeah. I, I wasn't who my job was and you're not who your job is. No. Right. And it's, you don't, so many people live and die by what they're going to do and they revolve their family Truly. dinners or activities. Yeah. Around, Oh, well, I have a happy hour. This is this, this. And I'm just like you. It's like, 
if it goes past six o'clock, I feel like it's imposing on my life. Like that's not my life. I am doing this to sustain my life now so that I can hopefully build the life that I want. Exactly. And there's, it's like, I don't want to be unhappy in my office, but I also don't want it to be my entire identity in life. And like, I don't feel the need to brag about doing work past 6 PM. Like people will come in and be like, Oh, like, man, I like stayed up till midnight, like finish a project. Like, like, do you want me to, yeah. But I'm like, do you want a high five? Like, I don't understand why do you, it's such a weird flex. Like, I don't find that to be cool. I don't find that. In fact, I find it to be sad a little bit. If I'm being honest, I'm being judgy of you, but that's what sort of made me think about potentially talking about this topic, which we're going to chat about today, which is dealing with tough personalities or dealing with like judgment or dealing with, you know, uncomfortable you know work the type. zones or just yes. people that you're, you're not jiving with coworkers. Yes. Yeah. Not your cup of tea, all the above toxic work cultures, all that type of thing. Cause yeah. it does influence you. And as much as you oh. say, it doesn't matter. Like it definitely, those types of toxic things can definitely infiltrate your mental health. 100%. And also I think it becomes more apparent, like as time moves on, because with anything, when you first jump into something, you're like, Oh, I can handle this. Oh, this isn't, I mean, it is just, it is what it is right now. And I'm, I can take it, but this isn't going to be the job, you know, 24 seven. And then as you start going and Mm -hmm. like, actually like being in your career for a time more than two weeks, you realize, no, I think these people expect me to live, breathe, eat everything, whatever their schedule is, or however they want us to work in this environment. So what has been your experience working in music, but just kind of in general working in general, because I know you do a a ton of things. Like how have you confronted any of these toxic work cultures? Like what is the, what is, have you confronted tough personalities? What has your experience been like? Yeah, totally. I would say yes to all of that, to be honest with you. One, like just to say up front, I have been and I don't just say this to like save my ass, not that they're listening to our podcast, but I hope they're listening to our podcast. Um, I've been so fortunate to work with really, really good humans in this. Mm, that's amazing. It yeah. really, really is. And I can only speak from my experience and the field that I work in, but I do think entertainment, there is a lot of ego, which there is everywhere, but mm-hmm. it's not known to be the easiest industry. And people mm-hmm. are just out for the dollar, out for the fame, out for climbing the ladder, whatever it takes. And that's still there in the jobs that I have had, but the people that I've worked with are truly incredible human beings. And like, they care, they care about me. At least, mm-hmm. at least I feel that way. Now those are my, my bosses or the leaders or whoever I've, I've worked with for, excuse me, mm. but I have worked with some total fucking assholes. Yeah. And Everyone has, I mean, that's just not, that's just not, everyone's going to run into it. Yeah. It, it's not different. And I think it took me realizing that my industry is no different. Like it doesn't matter what you do or where you are. Everybody's dealing with that same thing. And exactly. so it's figuring out how, how do you deal with it? You know? Yes. Yes. And I'm just like you, like, I, I don't care to partake. I, if it's something fun and something different and unique, or we're looking forward to, I'd love to be involved with it, stay out, have a great time. But everybody, like they'll always want to talk about or post if they're like 
next to somebody or like, oh, my best friend got a three-way cut on that number one song. It's like, if this is what you're living for, this is so sad. Yeah. so empty. And this is me being judgmental, but I, I think when I have, once I've seen that, it made me Mm -hmm. realize like, I don't want that. And I just removed myself. Mm-hmm. I get I feel that. Like that was all a ramble. That was not no. anything that I meant to say. No, I, I really resonated with a lot of what you said, actually. And I feel like that's interesting that you have a particular experience working in entertainment and I come from tech. And I think also very similar things that I'm confronted with, with like egotistical people that are, you know, have either come from meta or Google or YouTube, you know, these incredible companies. And so therefore they think that they can treat people like less than them. And I hate that. And I hate that kind of mindset. And what you said about like work cultures can, it's like certain teams or certain people can go out and and what I, I don't know, I get tripped up because No, I, I think that we're, it's, it's, I think it's also a hard thing to kind of like explain in a way Yeah, because you like sometimes, like sometimes I love like my week in New York, I went out every single night. I had a few drinks every night. I love, I help plan happy hours with my team. I'm similar to you, like love the people I work with on a day to day, but I do think there's tough personalities, at least in corporate that I've, that I experienced this last week, Mm -hmm. um, that make me kind of jaded and kind of feel like, well, fuck this environment. I don't need this. What is like, it makes me judgmental because they judge me and I need to take a step back and almost be like, okay, if that's their journey, that's their journey. But it's really hard in the moment to feel that, right? Like, and I'm a sensitive soul. And like, so, so when people are rude or mean or competitive. Who's coming after you because I'm about to come up with them, Peyton. I mean, it. no, it's, because at the end of the day, that's so unnecessary. Yes, and I feel like yes. that's kind of um, those actions of somebody. It truly does boil down to insecurity and yes. trying to prove power or prove yes. that they have succeeded or a- accomplished something. You know, I, yes. I, I really, really do think that that is the common thread that I have seen throughout anybody with that kind of personality. And I think that's what we're more saying than sometimes these toxic work environments, like they, they exist everywhere, but I also think they, these egos that we're talking about, or these people that are toxic, mm-hmm. they're fueled by this environment, right? Like they're accepted in this environment or they're kind of like, so I'm, I'm thinking of this one person in particular, obviously I'm not going to name names, but there's this one person I work with and they love the competition. They love the hierarchy. They love to suck up to the bosses. They love to play the game. They love to go to the happy hours, network with the right people. And it's like, they're rewarded for that. And of course yeah. they are. Cause that's the culture, right? It's like, you're, do, you're smart. You're doing well at your job, but then they'll do these little things, microaggressions or whatever that make me feel small. And I hate that feeling. It's like, we'll walk past me and ask everyone else, anyone ready for lunch? Like walk past me. I'm like, Oh, I'm hungry. I would love to eat. You know, we'll message people like a few of us will message people and exclude some and what? 
I know. It's I mean, just that's like, middle school. That's middle, it's middle school. school Peyton. It's middle school. And that's how I feel. And, and then at the end of the day, I take a step back and I actually learned more about this person. And I found out that they're very unhappy in their job. They don't feel fulfilled. They feel insecure. And I come into work happy. I'm smiling ear to ear. Cause guess what? I'm happy to be working here. I'm happy to be doing the job I'm doing. I'm happy with my paycheck. Like I don't have anything to be miserable about. I don't need to be rude to people. Right. And I think they see me as like, you know, they're like, she's yeah, happy. Yeah. I'm unhappy and she's perky and she's, it could be anything. I oh, hate the way she be. talks. I hate the way she dresses. I hate her voice. It could be, I hate that she's blonde. It could be anything. It could be, or it could be that, Oh, that's how I was when I first started. Just also wait. True. It's going to break her down and she'll also see where I'm true. at right now. Yes. Right. And it's, but it's at the same time, it's like, that's sad. It's sad. I agree. It's so not cool. It's mm-hmm. so not cool. And I, it's just, it's, it's wild because, you know, when you're young, I feel like one of the things that we love about this is being the person or being the friend to people that we needed when we were younger. Yes. And I always thought like, cause middle school was this for me. It was so just catty and left out and not like, not mean to my face, but just ignore yes, everything yes, like that. Yes. Right. And then you're like, okay, when I grow up and I do this, it'll be different. It'll be different. Let me tell you, motherfuckers, music row <laughs> is middle school. Yes. No way. fucking different. Also no. corporate, no different corporate music row, wherever no. you go. It's, it's no different. And it exists everywhere. Cause people are unhappy every day and, and, and sad people yeah. or hurt people, hurt people like that. That is, that's a tale as old as time. Like the bullies are always the deep insecure people. And it's, it's true. It, it, it's they true. never grow out of it. It's not like no. they grow up and become self-aware all of a sudden they're still <laughs> unhappy. Yeah. Because it takes so much time and inner reflection to realize that totally. And, and you know, there's just, there, this, there's so many layers to this now, I like know. this conversation. I think that I we could go deep, deep, deep. And I love it. I absolutely love it. But you know, when you're dealing with people like that, it's like, when you were telling me that story of that person that just like, didn't ask you about lunch, it made yeah. me furious for you. And also been in that situation. And in that moment, you feel like you said, yes. so small, you yes. fight back, but you don't yes. know what to do. And of course, on the outside looking in, then you're able to dissect. It's like, okay, well they're living a very unhappy life. That's why they're doing this. Yes. But you know what? But still at the end of the day, that does not give them an okay to treat you like that. No, not it's at not. all. It's not okay. And I wonder, so I want to ask you this because I I loved what you said. Like we try to be the friend that we maybe never had or, or be the parent to the inner child that we right, have, you know? Right. And I, I totally agree. That's how I live my life. And that's what this podcast is about. So I don't know what I would do because I have a friend who's sort of more or less stuck in the middle because she doesn't want to get involved. She's like, okay, I hear you. I see that. I can understand how you're feeling that way, but it's not like, does she get involved? Does she come, does she stand up for me? You know, cause it's so small. It's little moments that I'm like, I don't know if it's worth basically, if you see a friend that's, that's being hurt by another friend, do you step in or do you sort of keep the cool, especially in a work environment? Cause it's hard. Cause you're coworkers. That is, what do you, what do you think? That is a tough one, but it's I tough. Say, I, I think you step in. I do. I, I, I think it, it's such a fine line because I want to say, yes, I would step in, but then I know that there will be moments where I'm like, 
oh, I don't know because this isn't pertaining to me. Like, I don't right, want right, right. to rock the boat. Yeah, it's like. Right. But if people are being treated unfairly and unkindly for absolutely no reason, it doesn't, that's not cool. That's not cool, you know? And I, here, like, an example. Yeah. I work with a human. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep everything very vague. Me too. Yeah. We're keeping it vague because <laughs> we don't want to get in trouble. Okay, everyone. We're trying to keep our One day I'll get in trouble jobs. if it pays me. They'll like be a real housewife. But right now mm-hmm. I'm like, I need my job. Agreed. So, <laughs> I work with a human that is just so out of touch. Doesn't believe in COVID. Oh, oof, oof, so gosh. that gives you a full got it. Yep. Idea, right? I get the idea. Yep. 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 And so they say things around the office about that. They put things in emails oof. about that. And I had enough. So I went to my boss multiple times and I brought up, I said, I, this is ridiculous. This is fucking unacceptable. Like, why is this? continuing on this, like, this is one person with their, um, their thoughts, their words that is impacting a whole, we have a very small office, but, but a whole community of people in a negative Mm -hmm. way. And everybody's bringing it up. Why isn't this being addressed? And I would not back down until it was addressed and good for you. Well, thank you. But there were moments where I'm like, I mean, I am. I'm being the bitch. I'm bringing this up. I'm not letting it go. I'm not doing this, this, this. Right. But at the, but at the end of the day, I'll be the bitch. Fire me. I honestly don't care if I go out by standing up for exactly what I think is right, which obviously some people think right and wrong. Like there are different Mm -hmm, ways and mm -hmm. different things, but for what I'm talking about right now, trust me when I say what I was standing up for was right. Mm-hmm. I just found comfort in my heart to know like, no, I'm going to fight this one till the end. Like, and honestly, sadly, I'm still fighting it. Like it has not been resolved, but it's very known where I stand with it. And when anything comes up again, I'm the first to raise my, my voice and be like, fuck that. Yeah. I mean, and I think tough. that's amazing. That is, that is really tough. But I've also been with this, been there for six and a half years. So I've have my comfort now. Yep. I know, I know where I stand. I'm also comfortable with, if I have to go, I have to go. Right. 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 And, and I know that that's also, um, I'm lucky to have those mm. dynamics because not everybody can. And there was a, there was a time where I wasn't comfortable if I had to go It's still financially, I'm not, but I would figure it out. I'm more comfortable mm-hmm. in my soul and being like, it's worth standing up for what I care about. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. It's like once it hits a nerve and it crosses a boundary that you're not comfortable with it crossing, then it's like, I don't care what environment we're in. If we're in a freaking work environment, social environment, or otherwise, I'm going to say what I have to say. I think it gets dicey when it's like these in-between moments or these small moments or these microaggressions or these like office banter, if you will. It's like, at what point do you stand up then? And I feel like that's, it's tough for people who work in a corporation and you're at the will of 
you know, people above you and people, right. It's like, it's your living. It's like how you pay your rent and get your food. And it's like, you put up with so much shit. So ridiculous. I know. And I honestly, I have a question (sighs) for you because I've only had experiences working with very small nuclear companies or Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. or artists. So my, I have never worked corporate ever, ever. So I feel like what you've experienced it could be the same, but it also, my gut tells me it could be different in the hierarchy of how you deal with like just difficult people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, the company I work at, I had, a, or I've had a boss in the past, basically who I've not gotten along with tons of microaggressions, tons of like the worst type of person. Like think about devil wears Prada, the Anne Hathaway and the, um, what's her name? Anna. John Krasinski's. Emily Blunt character. Yeah. There, you know how it's like the classic trope of the women have to argue and fight, like the competition among women in corporate. I hate that. It's like, we're on the same team, bro. We're like, this is a male dominated industry. We're two young women. Why are we fighting? Why are you causing a competition when it doesn't have to be? Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're so when it's your boss, it's like, Mm. they do have some grounds to stand on because they're your boss. But at the end of the day, what you said at the very beginning, we're humans at the, we are human beings. We are people. We work from nine to five in this hierarchical existence, but that doesn't mean you have to act holier than thou. You can direct me and lead me and, and, and help guide me. But there were things like she would be, send me back these awful things. Like I'm so disappointed in this work. And it would be after I stayed up, you know, I worked extra hours. I worked on a weekend. It would be two sentences where I forgot a comma. It was like the most minor details. And she's like, you're clearly missing details. You're clearly like unfocused. I'm like, lady, you're holding me to a computer standard. I'm a, this is wild to me. I'm a human. I worked extra when I didn't have to, you're not paying me overtime. Like this is corporate. I get a salary. There's, you know, it's like, you're not, I, I it's just frustrating. You're not it's, throwing me an extra bone here. No, no. And it's like, at least recognize the effort. At least she would just frame things in a way that's like, nothing I did was good enough. Nothing I did was smart enough, or I was never good enough. And, and it's, it's tore me apart and I hated it because I was like, I would come and come and talk to Luke and I'd be like, I want to separate my work identity and my Peyton identity, right? My other identities, but it's really hard when every day I'm told I'm not good enough. Every day I'm told I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable enough. I'm not doing this well enough. And you know me now, like I'm very detail oriented. I'm very organized. I'm total overachiever. If anything, people need to tell me to chill. So it's like to be told you're not doing that. it, It almost, it was like, it's a, it's a screw. It screws with your mind. And yes. it's, it's, un, it's unbelievable because just as you were saying that it was, it was making me so angry because I wanted to protect you, you totally. know, like truly, oh, I love that. But I, I, I truly, it's, it's, I think with you and I, and our personalities, we can't fathom treating somebody like that. Exactly. Or, or exactly. having that sort of, um, communication with, with another person or whatever, however you want to say it. No, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I then- think corporate environments too, one thing to add about it is I think it's, it's 
you put up with more than you would because you get yeah. all these benefits, right? You get yeah. like healthcare and you get like 401k plans and you get like cushy salaries for the most part in tech and you get health and wellness benefits and all these different things that you're like, I don't want to give that up. So I guess I'll put no. up with this bullshit. And I think a lot of people do that. But the bullshit probably causes you to need the health and wellness benefits and exactly things like that. And it's just, it's, it's sad. It's sad it's that sad. we're like at this point. I, I love that we're talking about it. And when you brought it up the other day, I was like, oh, this is such a good idea to talk about work environments and what's good about them, what's not, like what we've dealt with and how we've dealt with them. Because I think that is something that everybody can relate to no matter what. Like when I worked at Dunkin' Donuts from that time to working for a Grammy producer now, like those are different jobs, but they're the exact same. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, regardless of the core of the actual place you work at, it it exists everywhere. And people there's, there's little safe havens and there's great moments and there's huge benefits. That's why we're both still working where we work. But I do think it's not talked about openly enough that there is still toxic cultures that exist and microaggressions that happen and bad bosses that exist. And you don't know how to handle it. It's kind of hard and it can feel intense. And I think it's really hard to get to know someone over a computer screen as much as we're so great at this because we talk about deep emotional things. We get into yeah. the root of why we're living, what, what we feel, yeah. but when you're working and you're keeping it surface level and you're keeping it professional, it's really hard to communicate effectively and kindly and empathetically. It's really hard. So to give past bosses credit over the past few years <laughs> that we've lived in this COVID environment, like it's it's tough sitting room face to face and confronting someone is a really good first step. And again, goes back to childhood. Everything goes back to childhood. How did you address this in the past? You sit down, you talk it out. Right. Right. No, it's like teachers will be like you and you come sit. Why are you arguing in the play in the playground? Like it's basic human things we forget to do or we don't. Right. No, it's interesting. One hundred percent. And maybe I'm being sexist about this, but I think guys are better about that than girls are in a sense of like, I, if I'm having trouble with a friend, I will just let it fester. I won't Mm -hmm. address it. I won't let anything happen. Or if something did happen with a friend, we got into an argument, like it will feel awkward for so long. Yes. Yes. I think, yeah, they're so good. Like they could get into an argument and be like, screw you dude screw you and then the next 10 minutes later they're like yeah 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 do you want to go over there for a beer like they're just able to move past situations so quickly and effortlessly maybe it's not effortlessly but they're able to like take moments and realize that was then we talked about it we figured it out so we're moving on and me personally I I struggle with that a lot like I think that I can move on but I don't forget and that keeps me from I guess, fully moving on. No, I, I agree. I don't think that's sexist. I think just in our society, at least men have been applauded for that type of behavior. And like men are supposed to be manly and like, like push down emotions and just like get over it. And I think women are not right. I mean, we could go into a whole sociological, right. Deep dive, but I do think that exists. You need to have another, I do. I know. And I do think it exists. And I think it's really 
I think it's tough. I think I definitely see it with women in the workforce, which is why I think it's so frustrating when like the last, my five years in corporate, every tough situation I've been in has been woman with a woman, with a woman. It's never with a dude. I don't know why. And I'm like, why are we, why are we doing this? But also that we're uh, talking about uh, it right here means that I they know. know it too. So we're all, yeah, we're all cognizant about it. Yes. We all know it's happening. Yes. So why, why, why does it continue? Why? I don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm working on a project right now. It's best idea wins. Best idea wins. No matter what, even if it's from somebody you hate, some yourself, somebody else, doesn't matter. Like it's about the project. Best idea wins. And it's true. I feel like that should always be the thread through whatever you're doing. But some people are not into that mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's tough. You have to find, you have to find where you work best. And I love that we have such different work experiences in our past. And like you worked for very small kind of nuclear type of familial type of things. And I've worked in these massive corporations where it's, you have to find like you, there's plenty of types of work environments and you kind of just need to test them out and see what works best. And you know, sometimes people prefer the corporate environment where they go more or less. I, I, they don't have really an identity. And then some people love the small, small tight knit family type of vibe. And some people like somewhere in between. So you just got to kind of test it out. Absolutely. And I, th- and I don't think that there's a one size fits all and that and no. just because you like one doesn't mean you don't like the other, or perhaps you can like aspects of both, because I do think in that nuclear one, you are a little bit more drawn to that's your lifestyle. That's who you are because totally agree. Yep. community. And then the large corporate one, like I'm able to leave it behind when I leave the office. Yep. Agreed. And those are, those are ideas on those, but that's not necessarily the way it always plays out in your life. And I think that they can be that way, but they can also be switched in the other way. And so it's very difficult to figure out, you know, I, I, I think the, the takeaway from this episode for me is just self-identity and, um, standing up for yourself outside of your job for who you are and what you want, which can be really tough when you don't hold all the power which it's not about power, but sadly it is in certain circumstances. Exactly. That's when it, and that's why it's tough. That's why it's tough in this types of, you know, when you're, when you are powerless more or less, but you aren't, that's our, that's our kind of like, you're right. That's our message is you can always stand up for what you believe in. And there's always boundaries. And if people cross them and you've had enough, listen, there's plenty of work that needs to be done in this world. You'll find a way to make money. Like I, I truly believe that. So I think I mean, everyone has different situations and maybe that's a privileged statement, but I I do think that like, there's a lot of ways to make money in this world and you don't have to be in a toxic environment that, that severely impacts your mental health. I just don't think it's worth it. No, I agree. I agree. And I do feel like I'm fortunate to be able to say that. Yeah. But mental health is number one people. Come on. It is. It is. And you know what? Because then even when you're out, if you, if you take yourself out of that really just like toxic environment, you don't know what you're going to do next. You'll at least have a freeness inside of you. And that'll ignite something that'll allow you to find something better for yourself. I, I, I truly yes. do believe in that. I do too. I do too. So, but I also wanted to say, I watched Legally Blonde on the way home from my New York trip. And I was, you know, after this chaotic work week and, 
um, going into the office, which I, again is in Times Square. It's like the most chaotic environment. Oh it's like the gosh. most like, oh my God. And running past thing. the naked cowboy to go to work. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, living on caffeine because I'm jet lagged. It's just a really intense, um, but um, I watched Legally Blonde and I usually just turn it on for a mindless kind of background. It was like a six hour plane ride. I'm like, oh, this is such a cute, feel good movie, but it hit so close to home this last time I watched it because Aww. it's this journey of this woman who everyone sees as her surface identity, which is this blonde perky sorority girl. That's like girly. And everyone's like, no way can she get into law school and no way can she stand up for herself and no way can she be smart enough or capable enough and just discounts her left and right. And she has such a strong center and core of like, fuck you. I'm going to prove you wrong. And that's the whole message. And I feel like it really hit close to home. Cause I'm like, I can be perky and positive and happy and enter into a space and be like, I care about mental health and wellness and still be badass and smart and capable. And, yeah. you know, just yeah. as strong as these dudes that are running this place. Like, I, I just think it's, it was a cool message, you know? I no, I that rocks that completely, completely <laughs> rocks. And when you feel like you might not be like at your best and you don't have the most confidence or you're not sure who you are when you stand up for yourself in a moment like that, and you realize that you can do that. Yeah. You have more than what you can even know you have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. And I, I do, I do strongly think that no environment is worth, worth, you know, you feeling you slowly losing your soul and, and happiness and personhood. And I, I just think there's, like I said, plenty of ways to make money in this world that I want people to care about their mental health, but I, I get it as well. And I get some people's situations, like I have to make money and this has to be my job. And this has to, this is my experience and this is what mm -hmm. I have to do. And in those instances, I hope you feel empowered enough to stand up for yourself when, when there is a wrong doing, you know, or a toxic culture, if you have to stay, I hope you can stand up for yourself. So it's, it's not easy though. No, not at all. And I, I hope that this can be a place to find a little bit of comfort in that. And also just know that, you know, we have dealt and are dealing with it too, but also that, you know, the, the, if you, if you do what's right and you do what's right for yourself, you can't be doing anything wrong. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. And this place is a judgmental world. This is a judgmental world. This digital age of everyone has a oh. comment and a point of view and a, everyone's Calms doing down. something wrong. I mean, literally you could be the, I, someone that is to me so iconic and badass, like someone like Sophia Bush, who I think is so great. She's an activist. She stands up for what she believes in. Even if you don't agree with her, it's so badass. She just goes and posts about shit and does things for other people, but still people will be like, she's this, or she's that. And I'm like, she is literally going after her dreams and trying to help people. Why it's, it's There's wild to be somebody that's going to criticize. It doesn't always. matter if it's the water you drink. The, yep. The neighborhood you live in, yep. to the song you sing, like they will find something to yes. criticize you for. And I think, I believe in people calling each other out and holding them accountable and being like, Hey, like you're doing at your work. And you're like, Hey, this is not okay. This is an unsafe environment. This is not okay. Hey, that I is like <laughs> joking, joking. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but like those types of things, I, I understand. I, 
calling people out, I think is necessary. I don't think it's necessary to just meet, like criticize people for the fun of it. And just to tear people down. It's like, it's like an art form now. Like people do it as like, never it's Mm -hmm. mind boggling. And, and we'll comment on subjective things Mm -hmm. as objective. Mm -hmm. They're like, Haley Bieber's this. And I can't believe Kylie Jenner did that. And I'm like, it is just so easy to tear these people down because they're successful. And of course the big, important things, call them out, call them out and let them learn. But like these little mean things, I hate it. I can't stand it. (laughs) God, no, same, 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 same. I, I know. I feel like this is something good to leave it on. I read recently, you will never be criticized by somebody that is doing more than you. And it's so true. Like if somebody is starting to criticize whatever you're doing or that you're not doing enough, it's likely because they're not doing enough themselves and they don't want to look back and hold that, um, accountability. You know, you're not looking at Leonardo DiCaprio's not here telling me that I'm not watering my flowers well enough. Exactly. he's, He's out there living his life or whoever. Exactly. Right. And so if, as long as you just try and keep that in your mind and you keep yourself in the right lane, keep your nose down and keep going and being the person that you know, you are and keeping right in your heart, I think you are set up for success and no matter what, it's not always going to work out in your favor, you know, and that's tough. Like, and it, people aren't always going to see your side on things, but you can go to bed at the end of the day, knowing that you stood up for what was right. I think that's a great message to end on. And honestly, very, it's, it's looping back around to how we started, right? Like bullies and all these kids Mm -hmm. who grow up to be these small-minded human beings, like they're not self-aware they're tearing you down because they see something that you have that they don't exactly to your point. Successful people don't sit there and comment on everyone else and are like, that you don't, I don't have that. I don't have that. You're bad at this. You're bad at this. Like they're just living their life and continuing to be successful. So do the same, <laughs> do it and continue to check in with us. Cause Peyton, I'm going to keep continuing to check in with you on this because yes, it's important. And that's, that's another thing Like you have to have friends and people around you to just, if nothing more vent. Yes. About what's and have transparency. On. Just be like, this yeah. is happening. And I don't know if I'm right for saying this, or I don't know. We've said that a couple of times throughout this episode. Like, I don't know if this is touchy or like, I'm sorry. And should we cut this? But it's like, this is real life. And we are yeah. trying to deal with it in healthy ways. We're trying to talk through it and get advice and be good people. You know what? Yeah. That is all we can do in this world. <laughs> That's all we can do. Oh, geez. Well, I, I think this was a helpful you. episode. I appreciate I you too. So- I think this was a wonderful idea. I love it. And I think it's something that we can all definitely identify with. And, you know, in this day and age, trying to find ourselves separate of maybe what we're doing that we don't want to necessarily do for the long run for the rest, rest of our lives, but finding purpose within and without of work is important and you can do it. It is a journey, but don't, don't sacrifice yourself for maybe the anyone or anything. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, well, everyone, thanks for listening to PS. We have no plan and we'll see you next week. We'll see you then.
I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains the birds sang too and they said This is a day to celebrate, save the future paper So I said okay then, what is the